In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How do we read and understand the accounts of miracles that Jesus performed in his ministry? In the 70s, our synod experienced a crisis because 45 of 50 professors at the St. Louis Seminary were teaching that the miracles of the Bible did not actually happen as written. Of course, Jonah was not swallowed by a whale, and Jesus did not actually turn water into wine. That's a metaphor for something else. Likewise, opening the ears of the deaf simply meant that somehow Jesus had opened their hearts or minds to the truth. Thanks be to God, this devilish teaching was rejected by the faithful members of our synod, and we reaffirmed our confession that every word of God is true. The miracles literally happened just as they are recorded. Jesus did indeed change water into wine, raise the dead, and give sight and hearing to the blind and deaf. Every word in Mark chapter 7 actually happened just as it has been recorded. This shouldn't be too hard for Christians to accept. After all, God created the universe from nothing. Every other miracle seems minor in comparison to that. Now, after we accept the literal historical account that we find in the scriptures, there usually is more to the story. There is something significant here about this miracle where Jesus opens the ears of a deaf man. God had done many miracles in the Old Testament through his prophets, even on two occasions raising the dead. But he had never yet given sight to the blind or opened the ears of the deaf. These miracles were reserved for the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah had prophesied about the signs that would herald the arrival of Christ, saying, In that day... The deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. Jesus' miracles also have a spiritual significance. Ears were made to hear the words of a book. What book? The book that imparts the saving knowledge of Christ. That is the most important reason God gave you ears, to hear the scriptures. And the devil's design from Eden until now has been to stop up your ears and therefore to steal away your salvation. To be clear, we're not really talking about being physically deaf. You could have two ears that work perfectly well and yet never have heard the words of Jesus. And as we see with people who are physically deaf, if you can't hear, then you can't what? You can't speak. Your ears were made to hear the word of God and your mouth was made to confess it. If you can't hear rightly, You can't confess rightly. The Greek word for a right confession is orthodox. 
Ortho means straight. That's why if you have crooked teeth, you go to the orthodontist. And dox means praise or confession. I'm sure you've heard of the doxology, a hymn of praise that confesses our faith in the triune God. So to be orthodox means to have right praise or a right confession of God. The opposite of orthodox is heterodox, which means to have a crooked confession or heretical. So we are, by the way, the true orthodox church. We're just not Eastern Orthodox in the same way that we are the true Catholic church, but not Roman Catholic. When Jesus opened the man's ears, he began to speak orthodoxly. That's the Greek word Mark uses. So now perhaps you can see more of what Jesus is up to here. Yes, he wants the man to have physical ears that work. But Jesus is engaged in a spiritual battle. He came to earth to undo the works of Satan, including unstopping our spiritual ears. There was an Aramaic word in our gospel reading today, ephetha, which means be opened. And perhaps you remember hearing this word in our liturgy. Where is it? It's in the rite of holy baptism. Part of the orthodox teaching that we believe and confess is that we are born with ears unable to hear the words of Jesus. Yes, your physical ears could hear sound waves, but you were born spiritually dead. That is, incapable of hearing or believing the life-saving message of Christ. You, just like this man, needed a miracle. And that's why when we baptize a baby, we say, Ephetha. We recognize that Jesus is among us, opening the ears of the deaf once again. That's what happens in every baptism. Now, if you think about it, there's a bit of a catch-22 when it comes to healing the deaf, because Jesus, as we find in the Gospels, always heals by speaking. He said to the blind man, receive your sight. He said to the lame man, stand up and walk. These people heard Jesus's words and were healed. But what if you don't have ears to hear his words? Then what? Not a problem for Jesus. He says to ears that can't hear, be opened. And they are. In fact, Jesus says to dead people, live. And they hear him and live. The words that Jesus speaks create hearing. His words create faith. His words create new life in hearts where there was nothing but sin and death and unbelief. And because the man's ears were opened, then he began speaking rightly. Previously, his speech was heterodox, that is, crooked and confused. 
or heretical, altogether wrong. His confession about Christ and what he had done was all messed up. But after hearing the words of Jesus, he began to confess the faith rightly. It has been a great blessing for me as your pastor to witness this ongoing change of speech in many of your lives. More and more often in Bible study, someone will speak out and I'll think, wow, what an amazing statement of faith. There is an orthodox confession. This person has been hearing the words of Jesus. It's a miracle. And we ought to be able to say this about every Christian. God has and continues to perform this miracle in each one of our lives. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And as we hear, so we believe. And as we believe, so we speak. This same principle applies to our liturgy and hymnody. There's an old Latin phrase that expresses the relationship between the way we worship and the way we believe. Lex credendi, lex orandi. The way of worship is the way of belief. This has been called the law of worship because it's been proven true time and again throughout the church's history. When a congregation sings orthodox hymns, full of rich meaning and scriptural truth, they come to believe and confess the true faith. On the other hand, when Lutherans sing shallow, sentimental hymns, they turn into shallow Christians with a confused confession of Christ. Our Lord Jesus wants his church whole with ears that hear the gospel, hearts that believe, and tongues that confess the saving truth. This is the purpose for which he came to earth, to break the bonds of Satan, to undo his works, to loose his captives, and to ransom with his own blood a people of believers. Perhaps this is why Jesus charged the man to tell no one of his healing. Miracles do have the potential or the danger of distracting fallen human beings from what Jesus is all about, what he came to do. Ultimately, Jesus did not come merely to fix our failing hearing or eyesight or to give our broken bodies a few more years of earthly life. No, Jesus had come to give us eternal life by his death on the cross. Think about it. Where are those ears that Jesus physically healed on that man 2,000 years ago? They're gone. They're moldering in the grave. But all who hear and cling to the words of Jesus by faith will live forever, even though they die. Yes, the hour is coming, Jesus says, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and live. This is a promise to you. On the last day, 
our Lord Jesus will say to your grave and to that of every believer, be opened, Ephthah. And it won't matter on that day that graves don't have ears. The opening of the deaf man's ears is but a foretaste of the greater miracle that God has in store for every one of his children. And then with opened ears and rightly confessing tongues, we will praise and glorify God forever, saying, truly, he does all things well. In the name of Jesus, amen.